Evening all, welcome to this special edition of the Endless Celts podcast. Uh, no football on at the moment, obviously the World Cup's on, so we thought we'd have a wee bit of fun with a few spin-offs uh, and, and we're going to do the Nopes 11. <laughs> I'll get into what that is uh, shortly. I'll run through all the usual stuff uh, before I introduce the two usual suspects. Uh, Beer 52, you know the drill by now, get on it. Uh, along the ticker at the bottom, pay for the postage. Free, uh, oh, Stephen's on it tonight. Free box of beer. And this really, really good. Aye. So, uh, get on that. Super Six, the reason I don't, I hate going back to Super Six because Franny is actually starting to get a few lengths ahead now as well. He's on 201 points leading. James Bowie is on 181 in second place. So, there's 20 points between first and second. This is not good. It's not looking good. Kevin Hampsey's third. Jamie Latimer's fourth. Ryan Taylor's fifth. Rounding up the top five. Right, I'm joined by Stephen, a red seat, but sit and enjoy yourself tonight. How are we, Stephen, mate? Have a good weekend. I was half decent, mate. The weekend was yeah, up and down, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. The weekend was uh, <laughs> up and down. Do, do we, can you hear me all right? Aye. But I the, the weekend was just um, sticky. Oh, dirty man. I well, I'm always I'm always sticky. You know, you know me. It was good. It was good. I mean, <laughs> had a good show on uh, on on Friday and stuff, and I'm just finishing off the the beer fifty two now. So, uh, it's been been nice. These beers are lovely. I'm looking forward to discussing the Nopes eleven. Well, it's going to be interesting. The Nopes eleven. <laughs> and Tony's joining me as well. How are we, mate? How are you feeling? I'm very I'm good, still mate. After um, Saturday, man. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think I've just about sobered up. So, yeah, as much as I'm, uh, you know, thankful to the show sponsors, I'm very much on the soft baby the night after we drank Armadale Dry on Saturday. But uh, great. I'm looking for, like Stephen, I'm looking forward to this. Um, as we say, the Celt- it's often said that the Celtic jersey doesn't shrink to fit inferior players. I tell you what, we're going to put that to the test tonight with some of the, some of the selections we've got. Looking forward to this. We sure are. Evening, guys. I'm just bringing up a few of the... Uh, comments, everybody's in. Evening, evening all. Oh, even Ryan, Kaiser, Phil, all the regulars. Appreciate you coming back on again. Um, so the night we kind of done this um, before, before we kind of went to video. Uh, a wee bit of fun, like I say. Obviously, Celtic on uh, the uh, over in Sydney. I don't know if they're still are. We're over in Sydney for the game, which we'll touch on on Friday night's pod. Stephen's going to be back hosting. Uh, we'll touch on all the all the goings down under. Uh, but a wee bit of fun. We're going to have a few spin-offs during the World Cup and uh, we've decided to do the Nopes 11. So this is going to be uh, kind of our 11 uh, of the worst <laughs> ever to play, to pull on the jersey for Celtic. Uh, best teams are too easy to do. We thought we'd uh, have a wee bit of laugh and do the worst 11. Now, saying that, I know in the comments there's a few being nice of the older generation. <laughs> So there's going to be, there's Frank in as well. Can I forget you, Frank? Cheers, mate. Robert Davies in for Dublin. Cheers, buddy. Um, aye, a few of the older generation. So there's going to be players in this that, well, there's going to be players that you guys will think should be in this team. And I want you to get in the comments as well, because if there's a an overbearing uh, need to get somebody in this team, then... Uh, Oh, I want to, we want to hear all about it. So we're all still young pups. Uh, 
and uh, I, I listened to back to the podcast that we did the first time we did this round when there was about two people listening in and there was no video. And uh, it's quite interesting. It was John and Franny that were on at that time. So at the end of this, I'll probably compare the, the two teams and see how we get on. But we're going to go with a 4-4-2 formation. I'm just going to come to you individually uh, and you can give me the name of the player you're going to put in that position, who you picked, but also if there's any any other guys that you thought nearly picked the post or nearly made the team, we can sit and discuss these guys as well. So it'll be a good laugh. Jeez, oh, Patrick McLaughlin's got his full team in there anyway. But let's He's go. Let's start, his full team already. Let's, uh, Stephen, come to you first. Start the keeper. We've had a few <coughs> howling keepers in our time. Uh, it's a bit sad because across the road, is, uh, when I was younger anyway, they always had at least two or three world-class keepers uh, in the team at the same time. We couldn't even get one. So what what did you go with for in, for in the goals? And is there anybody else that you, you thought maybe could have got in there as well? Well, I mean, as much as it pains me to say, it because me and Francis stuck in the train for as long as possible, <laughs> it has to be it has to be the the man himself, Barkas. It's a bit interesting because we spoke about it before. And Kaiser Kaiser's on the same lines here. We spoke about it before. Like Barkas came in with great pedigree, winning leagues in Greece and played against us in the Champions League qualifier. Was part of that AA, AEK office team that knocked us out, but he just didn't live up to the heights. Height, and especially for the the fee. That we eventually paid for. I think it was around about five million. I mean, you're paying five million. Hello, Grandad. You're paying five million. Come on, England, get that off. <laughs> he's he's joking. He's joking. By the way, no one take that serious. No one take that serious. Please, please. But uh, yeah, Barkas for me has to be number one. Number one shout in there. It's again, as the same me and Franny try to stay on that train for as long as possible. And I know he's playing half decent football over in Holland with Utrecht, the team he's with at the moment, but. He just didn't make the grade for us. Um, mentions probably Mark Brown, who came in as a like a third third goalie at, at a one point in stage. I think it was number one for St. Myrna, one of the clubs like that. But uh, yeah, definitely Barkas for me has to fill that void. I don't know what you guys think, but definitely Barkas for me. Uh, it's interesting when he when we kind of done this the last time he was he was kind of our keeper and like he, he was he was barely in the door so we didn't really the guys didn't really want to go with him but yeah big pop of dumb hands he's he's definitely in a shout isn't he uh, Tony what did you think and is, is there anybody else that you thought might have got a shout and who did you go with yourself well I have to say I'm very much surprised here Wally because I had saved up a lot of my debating. Uh, currency for this position because I thought Stephen was going to be defending uh, our former Greek uh, with all his might, but I'm pleasantly surprised. Look, listen, like you say, I, when I've tried to put my team together, as I say, and the sad thing is there's a lot of options in every position, but what I've kind of tried to do is maybe not necessarily not just the fact that they've not been great at Celtic, but that how much money, like, you know, a lot right. of the, the players that I've looked at did seem to cost a fair uh, a fair chunk of cash as well, mm-hmm. and you know you, you, as you touched on it, we've, we've no been but obviously the the your Fraser Fosters and your Joe Harps and your Arthur Boriches of this world have kind of maybe a lesser extent as well. Craig Gordon have kind of improved their, yeah. um, their, their, their sort of strengths in the in the goalkeeping department over the years, but you're, you're bang on. Traditionally, they weren't great. Um, I did sort of I I and I. I, I, I kind of tried to do them from sort of when I started going to the games in the mid-90s um, onwards. So <coughs> I was very considering putting Gordon Marshall in. 
Um, and then, of course, there was our first big money international flop, which was um, Magnus Hedman. Um, I also did kind of consider throwing in Zaluska in there as well. It wasn't wow. goals the night we lost 4-0 at St Mirren. You've <laughs> got to be a contender if that's um, on your on your jotters. But I thought I couldn't get away from Barkas at the end, you know, and you, you, you've got to take in all the other factors Um you know, it was uh, the club was in the absolute doldrums at the time when it, when he came in. Obviously, there was a pandemic. There was, you know, couldn't have been great for him in terms of trying to integrate his selling just the, into the club and the, the city itself. But I, I, the thing is, all of those other aforementioned keepers, I still remember them having some good games. You know, we spoke Aye. about Magnus Hedman last week in the Champions League, getting a, you know, keeping uh, shut doors and helping us get a draw in the new Camp and things like that. Big Rab was pl- more than prone to a few blunders, but then he had some some marvellous nights as well. But I, I genuinely cannot remember in that entire season, well, half season when he was in between the sticks, Barkas making a save. Like, I, I genuinely... Even just a single save. Yeah, actually making a save. <laughs> you could maybe even throw Scott Bain in there because I'm sorry, Scott Bain's a million mile away from being the required standard. But... Um, but he also did keep goal in the 3-2 game at Ibrox and the cup final when we won the treble treble. So he's got that and he's, he's plus points as well. But for five million quid and a year we blew the 10, I'm sorry. The guy between the sticks that year's definitely number one in the Nopes 11 for me. Well, there's not not much debate here. There's a lot, like you said, you mentioned a few of the guys uh, when, when we were younger, uh, Tony, it was, like you said, uh, like Gordon Marshall and even Stuart Kerr, I remember him having a few howlers as well. But like you said, they all, they, all these guys, uh, all these guys had like good nah. games and played decent as well. Nah. Bro, was a I like, keeper. I, I thought I like Brado. Thought he was brilliant. Really did um, think he was a good keeper. But um, and we and I think in the original one we actually went with Marshall in the end. But I think mm-hmm. it's clear to see, and I think in the comments as well, everybody's been saying it's got to be Barkas in there, isn't it? In the goal. Few, and there's a few shouts for someone called uh, Muggleton. Oh, I don't Carl know who that is. Yeah. Muggleton, aye, aye, he was. I, I hear horror stories <laughs> as well. When um, was he the keeper? That would have been. Uh, maybe someday the, the chat might be able to confirm that for us. But um, um, it, it's like you say, though, Wally, goalkeepers has never been a position that, as I say, latterly we've been pretty decent and lucky, but historically right throughout year, the years but... we've had a few clangers like. And I think um, it's interesting as we move through the team. It's quite interesting how people perceive this uh, this worst eleven because it could be like Tony says the fee you pay for somebody, yeah. Um, the clamour. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into some players, but there's players that big names that have kept us towards the end of their career and it's not worked out. Um, do you hear these guys? And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting as we go through. But Barkas is nailed on. He's our keeper, right? Moving on to the right back, uh, we're going to old school four four two. So, Tony, any anybody you want to mention, and, and who did you go for in the end? Well, I, I, this is the only. I mean, I've, I've kind of done the full all the uh, positions here, Wally. This is the only one where I did struggle a bit with because, unlike the goalkeeper, we're always we've always been quite decent. Certainly in our time, Aye. you having decent right backs. You think uh, you obviously Jackie Mack. You know, um, obviously, latterly, you've got the likes of Mikhail Lustig and, and uh, Juranovic, um, striking here, Andy Hinkle, who's a cracking player for Celtic as well. So I, I did struggle with this one, but I narrowed it down to two 
Uh, the first one I went with was one of Neil Lennon's weaker signings, I felt. Um, a great sing-song um, to the Pussycat Dolls, but no, I never, ever wished my right-back was Chad Uri. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, for quite a while, he was. Um, and I tell you, I'm bringing it right back up, and I know Stephen's going to, I think uh, me and Stephen might find some more agreement here. Um and it's maybe unfair because it is a loan signing. And again, it was the COVID season where everything went wrong. But I just remember thinking, what what qualities does this guy have to merit playing for one of the biggest clubs uh, in England and John Joe Kenny? I just, I, I, I didn't, I never got it. Um, it. It brought nothing to um, to the to the table for me. Um and purely because, again, maybe being a bit biased towards the COVID season, I went for John Joe Kenny. I'm sure he probably isn't the worst right back um, we've had, but I just can't. I, 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 as I say, it was between two, and Chad Uri had a better sing, a, a better song, so I went with John Joe Kenny. <laughs> this is funny because in the original one as well, they were, oh, we talked about it was Chad Uri's song. Um, Stephen, had, have you went any different? Is there anybody else that's Tony didn't he mention there that you would want to? Put in. I seen that um, Phil McGinley put in Tolyan as well, and I think that mm-hmm. that came up in the first the first one we did as well. He was another one that came over with a bit of pedigree, and he, he just he just didn't cut it. But what did you go for? Just a quick one, Willie. Did you go for Mark Ass as well in the goalkeeping department? I would. I would. Did have, you never I'd, said your choice. I... No, I've not actually picked a team. Oh, I've, oh okay. uh, I've picked I've picked two or three for each position. Um, Aye. just to go on, if you don't mention them, but uh, I he would have big pop of them hands would have most definitely been in yeah. the team for me. Aye, but I think um for right backs, I see a lot of people. Uh, Chattery, I really like Chattery. Probably no surprises there. <laughs> I thought I thought Chattery was quick, and uh, yeah, he made some defensive errors at times, scoring at OG and all. But one thing he gave you was speed. Endeavour, just chasing the ball down and kind of that work ethic that, that you like from them positions. So he he didn't even come into my finger for that position. Jeremy Toyan did. But then I was thinking, he's a lone player. So effectively, we haven't outlaid a fee for him. We haven't really brought him in the permanent deal. And then eventually we'll cut our losses and then we'll go back to his current club. Now I'm going to bring... The player I went for in my head, and after you're bang on, we had like Andy Henkel, DDA Gatt, all them types of players when I was growing up, and then you go to Juranovic, <coughs> Lustig, and even Mark Wilson to a certain extent, he was he was quite consistent. And he could even play left back as well. But I went for a, a four point four million pound signing that starred in the World Cup. Efren Juarez. He came in oh, as a right back. Right I thought you were saying that. Well, I think he could I think he did play right back at times as well, but I, I think he played centre mid for us, but well, that's that's a shout. I'm going well, for Asper Juarez because he would definitely be in my my team. Spoiler alert! But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, fair enough. <laughs> the reason, the reason why I picked him at right back, and I, I do remember he played a few games for us at right back, and I think he played in the World Cup for Mexico as well. In some occasions, there. So I'm putting the mirror. No West Ham interest in him. He came again with that big pedigree from the World Cup, and just absolutely flopped, flopped. And Phil McGinley, there are you tell me, man. He, he's going to be mine for this team. He's going to be playing right back because he's absolute shite. That's why. By the way, I remember going, I had my season book at the time. And I remember we, I can't remember who we played, but we played in the Champions League qualifier and he played centre mid and he was fucking unbelievable. I remember turning to my dad and being like, we've got a player here. And then he was he just. He scored that night as well. Aye, he did, aye. 
Um, and then he was just dross. <laughs> After that, he was absolute dross, man. Um, was there no thing he went over to, like, on international duty and, like, him and, like, half the team got found, but it was, like, all his idea, like, let's just say the um, some of the extracurricular activities yes. in, the, in yes. the room uh, were, um, you know... I'd, I'd definitely not have Maybe not on the right, right side of the law. I'd definitely not have the mind, Blake. He played right back. He definitely did play a couple of I think Phil said he was a utility man. I think you're right, but when I went, when I had the ticket, he was... When he, when he first came into the team anyway, he was definitely playing centre mid because I can remember watching him and thinking, my God, this guy's a player in midfield and then he was just ranked one. But I'm going to let the chat. So we've got, I think we've kind of come down to three, haven't we? Is it Chad Uri, uh, John Joe Kenny and, and Juarez? So I'll let the well, boys kind of get in the chat. You could say, Stephen, uh, you, you make a good point that he did play right back in a couple of, couple of games, even though it maybe wasn't his default position. And it does take away the fact that, you know, John Joe Kenny was a loan signing, like you say. So if we were to put him at right back, it potentially frees up another midfield slot because Juarez was in my midfield. So I'm I'm tempted to concede. You got to compromise here, Anthony. I like that. Uh, that's it's, it's my middle name. There we go. We'll go with Juarez at right back then. We'll, we'll go, go right for back. it. Aye, why not? We'll stick him in Good there. man. It doesn't matter where he's playing. He's fucking terrible anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded organising my stag there right enough <laughs> that's true <laughs> uh, right let's move on to the left back Barkas and Juarez by the way it was Chad Uri that was picked when it was John and Franny doing it just mm. just if anybody's interested I'm just going to I'm going to match them up at the end of the, the end of the game but uh, end of the night but just to keep it keep it running I'm going to I'm going to run through these as well right left back Uh I don't know if you've got to stick a right winger in here at left back or whatever, Stephen. Oh, but... <laughs> but left back, who who did you go for and any notables that you want to mention as well? Again, left back was like when I was wrote, it was like it was like the goalkeeper type position for Celtic. It was very hard to fill in the cases. We had the likes of Lee Naylor, Danny Fox, and obviously later on you had Kieran Tierney, all the types of players kind of lifting that mantle and he was absolutely would, fantastic been, for us. There'd been a left wing back as well for you most of the time, wouldn't it? Because we've kind of played three at the back with the with the wing yeah. backs when, when O'Neill was in. So And obviously you've seen Jackie fill in there in points as well. Do you know I mean like he played right back too? So he was kind of a utility player as well. But for me, I can't look any any more further than Mo Kamara. Mm. I thought <laughs> then Mo, Mo Kamara like Mo. came from Mo Kamara like Mo. came from Derby. And when, when Strachan was manager, and obviously you're thinking, eh, could have a bit of pedigree about him, but he was he was abysmal. He, he, I know he had the speed, and obviously technical ability, ability defensively, and I think the final... <laughs> I, think, I think the defensive ability in terms of what he could offer was non-existent. And what, what was the final nail in the coffin for me? We were playing that European game against, uh, I think it was our media, Bratislava. He was hooked, and McGee was put at left back. So it kind of showed the the that the faith that Strachan had in him at that point in time. And you, you looked further down the line. I mean, Lee Naylor was decent. I liked Lee Naylor. I thought he was very yeah, solid. I, I liked um, Danny Fox. I thought he was quite good as well, and he offered a lot of strength and crossing as well. I see someone say Laxalt. I can't put Laxalt in. He was a loan signing, and he was in a season where we were absolutely. Yeah, John, I'll agree with that one. We could put him in. If we're scrapping the loan thing, then fair enough. No, absolutely. No, no, no. But 
for, for me, Mo Kamara. And then Patrick McLaughlin, and another crack him on there, Brad, uh, Edson Bradfield, 100%. But for me, for longevity and tight, he stayed at Celtic for a couple of years. It has to be Mo Kamara. Yeah, Phil, I'm, I'm on that trail all day long. That was an agreement. An agreement. Uh, Tony, what did you, anybody that you didn't mention there, and who did you go with in the, in the end? Uh, just going down again, obviously, Mo Kamara uh, was, I thought, Tyler Blackett. Uh, Obviously, Diego Laxalt, and that, that where I was, where I struggled with Laxalt, though, apart from not just the fact he's a loan signing, there's there's no doubt he had, he had real pedigree, and he showed um, when he first his first couple of games, we thought well, we've got a, a player here. I remember the uh, away game in the Europa League uh, against Lille. I think did he not break the record for most most tackles or That's something right, like yeah. that? And, and uh, you thought oh, this right. guy this guy looks a business, and then. Everything after that, you could, you know, he could get filed under the Trades Description Act as a footballer. And um, <laughs> that performance at Ibrox in the Scottish Cup is probably the worst, up there with the worst performance I've ever seen for a Celtic player against Rangers. So he, he, got hooked, he was he got hooked very much that game as well, didn't he? You could have hooked him after 10 minutes. And he, oh, why did he hook him? It was oh. just <laughs> awfully bad. But um, in the Edson Braff fight, I think again because of the money, because uh, and obviously you know some of the, the other stuff we got up to, ball and goalie. I thought potentially ah, ball and goalie. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, <laughs> I felt that ball and goalie. There was a player in there. I, th- I did think there was a bit. T- I think one again, the fact that he came so quickly. I think he was actually the key, the replacement for KT, and you know he didn't get himself off to the best of starts he was always trying to struggle to, to win the support over he had more than a few decent games at celtic but i think obviously just once uh, once greg taylor started to cement his place his, his days were numbered and then everything he did after after that didn't help matters either but yeah brav height yeah how that i think did he not make the german world cup team I'm pretty sure he played in the final and it was ah, you might was, be right. uh, it was right. no long after our, uh, he was fucking terrible with us and I think it was the end of that season he uh, went to the World Cup and it, the World Cup final was Holland Spain and he, I think he started the game yeah it's mad yeah, it's when you think about it. <laughs> um, but yeah very very poor but yeah like Stephen uh, I ended up going with Mokamara Big just, more, fair uh, enough. Just uh, horrifically bad football. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had more about him than Laxalt, to be fair. Laxalt, <laughs> Laxalt, like you said, you kind of you said that about Chad Dury, Stephen, where it was, it was all energy and he went non stop. But Laxalt's defensive positioning was mental. It was like a child playing football on the playground. He just chased the ball or a, or a wee dog. But here, Willie. I genuinely think he'd be good in this Foster Coldplay thing, though. I, I really so. do. Aye, yeah, you may yeah, have a point, by the way. Yeah, he I could play in the middle and stuff. Aye, I Luke could him. see that as an inverted ring, but I could see that, and it's not so much the defensive side he's looking at. I could definitely see that, but that season for us was he was fucking horrendous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I take it that's your pick. <laughs> Mo Kamara's left back. Uh, yeah, I, I probably would have. I Mo Kamara's in at left. By the way, the previous was uh, Braffite. Uh, for Tony and John when, when we did it earlier uh, must be a couple of years ago now that we did it uh, Braffite <laughs> was in there which is mad considering he, I can't believe that like he played terrible worse that year and then still managed to make the World Cup final absolutely oh. nonsense man 
Right, let's move on to the centre-halves. So I'll come to Tony first here. Uh, you can give me both of them and uh, and now you shout out to maybe one or two others if you want mm-hmm. and then we'll move on to Stephen and see what he's thinking as well. Yeah, again, Molly, so many options uh, to choose from. Um, it was like the world's worst buffet when it comes to Celtic and bad centre-halves. But uh, again, it was like, who, who does go in? I think the first one, I think it would pretty much be 100% with everyone. The money we paid, the name himself, yep. just the fact, as, as Martin O'Neill says, I like footballers that are absolutely nothing like you. Um, and that's Raphael Shite. Um, clearing the title, possibly the worst player, or certainly the biggest flop ever um, Celtic have ever signed. Like the, the COVID season, season uh, 99-2000, just... It, it was heralded as it was going to be the, you know, the dream uh, under John Barnes, Kenny Dalglish, you know, the dream team, and similar to the ten-zero season, the wheels came off very, very quickly. Um, and I think Raphael was just, uh, he was kind of symbolic of everything that was wrong with the club at that time. So he went straight in uh, for me. That was the one I, I didn't even need to think about it. Uh, there was a few other ones um, I did think Wee of, brother. obviously again from the COVID season. Uh, Shane Duffy, um, absolutely. Oh, uh, but um, <laughs> again, you got to you got to take into account like, you know, it was our <laughs> uh, um, I did think as well, but uh, again, he's almost fallen into cult status um, with just the fact that he never put was Marvin Comper um, was up there. Um, we obviously do way as well. Anyone that was at the Clyde game that day will remember. Yep. Um, that was that was just one of the absolutely shocking day at the office. But I went for somebody who, again, uh, was a, a big money signing and more than featured, again, for the 99-2000 season. Um, he was the original bomb scare for me. Um, and again, uh, words fail me on how this guy made the grade as a professional footballer. Um, just, as I say, an absolute bomb scare. And anyone that remembers the 4-2 game at Ibrox, um, but we went 2-1 up and then... This guy just decided to start thinking he was Franz Beckenbauer. It was Olivier Tebbly, um, just Oliver terribly. Well, I, I, terribly, yes. I'm sure <laughs> that one of one of the um, only an excuse sketches uh, featured the wee, the wee Celtic fan. He's like listening to a game, a, a Rangers Celtic game at Ibrox, and um, it's like every two minutes the. The commentators going, "Yep, everything's fine. It's fine. They've played it back to Tebbly, and then it all goes." Pete Tong and then so and then it ends up after the third or fourth time he goes, he's passed it back to Tabili and the wee guy just faints. And that's pretty much what it was like anytime he touched the ball. Um yeah. I think he came for big money from down south as well, but yeah. Absolutely horrific. All over terribly. Stephen, who did you go away eventually? And is there anybody else that, that Tony didn't mention that you'd want to throw in there? I Talk mean this I'm one, just because this was your era as well. What do you think about this? See, I get with Phil McGinley Sender, but I like Josh Thompson. I thought there was something decent about him. And obviously, he left Celtic in, in that season and kind of didn't really take off in his career. But I, I blame that Mowbray. As he said, there, he threw him in for that season. Didn't really grasp what it was about, but there were some fits and starts from him, <coughs> which I thought was good. F.A. Ambrose or Monty there, I can't see that happening. He was a part of our team at the, the Barcelona, not Barcelona, but all the different eras, the Champions League, and the league titles and stuff. He was very pivotal. He wasn't the Barcelona team, wasn't he? He was I very pivotal. The, the, yep. Yeah. To them games, so you can't really throw him in there. I've let the, the most obvious one again, uh, Douay. The guy, 
think Roy Keane at Clay, they got beat 2-1. That's embarrassing. Yeah. He can't come back from that at all. Like, do you know what I mean? He was just a shambles. I know what they were trying to do in terms of getting into the Chinese markets, trying to make money from him, much like we're doing now with Postal Kroglu in Japan, trying to exploit that market, bridge the gap between the financial uh, things with the elites in, in European football. <laughs> and see, to be fair, I mean, you go through a list, you look at Stefan Onsos, he came alone in 2004. He was yeah, decent. You, you look at McManus, you look at Caldwell, albeit sometimes a bit comical together. They, they were the mainstay of Gordon Strachan's back four. You look at Baldi, you look at all the Mialbi, Falheran, like they're all giants of, of themselves. You said Tebley and uh, Raphael Shiite. I don't remember them, to be honest. The granddad tells you about them all the time, so I feel a bit injustice me putting them in. So we have went for an Irish man like myself, an absolute shambles, Shane Duffy. He came up to something, obviously. Remember, it's still the infamous picture of all our signings together describing that window. And again, we all thought unbelievable. But it's a great window, he, he, was just, <laughs> he, he, he was just terrible. And our style of play didn't suit him. He wasn't used to being on the, the halfway line. He was exploited time and time again for pace, even passing the ball. He was disastrous. So my, my centre halves are Shane Duffy and Dewey. Well, this is going to be a tough one. I'm looking through it, and it looks like, to be honest with you, through the charts, most have mentioned um, the aptly named Raphael Scheidt. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't care if you win Ballon d'Ors. A Scottish club can't sign a boy that's called Scheidt. It's already <laughs> written in the stars for the papers. And uh, I think if you <coughs> talk about failures and, like, Horrendous signings. I think the first name that pops into most Celtic fans' heads is is, is Rafa Scheidt. So I think he's going to have to go in there. The other centre half. I don't know. I I'll think throw another one in the mix here. Another Aye, big money on. signing. Adam yeah. Virgo. Aye, he was another one. Yeah. He was another yeah. flop, but he was he could play anywhere in the park, couldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. stuck him everywhere in the park. Um, but I think he mainly did play in there. See, to be honest with you, in the comments, it looks like Dewey is, is going to have to be the other one. Um, he only lasted, what, a half a football? And that was him gone. It's uh, <laughs> fucking terrible. So I think the other two we're going to hate to go with for the for the endless sales. Notes 11-2022. So these are the two that I think it's the exact same two that the boys said earlier as well. Dewey and that last... When we, we kind of went through this, I think Chad Dury and Dewey, and we were talking about these Asian players, and I said, we've not had much luck in the Asian market, have we? You did. You did. <laughs> Look at us now. Look at yes. us now. <laughs> right, boys, was Jimmy Carr. I'm going <laughs> to... Who was that laughing like? Is that Tony? It was Alfred. <laughs> right, I don't know if this got a bit more difficult for you guys, because it was, it was for me, uh, once we started moving on to the wingers. No, not so much in the centre mid, I don't think, but the wingers, so we'll start on the right right wing. Um, Stephen, I'll come to you first. Did you find this difficult? I think the boys found it difficult last time. I found it quite difficult as well, but uh, who did you go for and, and any other notables? I mean, right wing's going to be hard all the time because most of them players are luxury players. You take players on, pace and all that type of stuff. I mean, look at Thompson from the left, Maloney, McGeady, all the way up to Nakamura as well, could play on the left and right. So, for me, the right midfielder has to be none other than the superstar from Sweden, Freddie Lundberg. <laughs> An absolute, one of them signings that you get the shines and the lights that 34 years old, past his best, much like Armoy is at the minute. He comes in, 
tries to grab it, but he was woeful from the get-go. And, and I know his career was on the downward spiral. This is why I detest signing players who are towards the end of their careers in England. Because they yeah. come up for a final payday. They come up to get their name on the back of the shirt to be associated with our football club. It wasn't difficult in that sense. I mean, Longberg for me, has, it has to be the standout. And I know before people get picky, he can play right and left. But for me, it has to be Freddie Longberg on the right, will he? And you, you, another mention maybe it could be Willow Flood, but I know he converted more to a centre midfielder. You can maybe look at the likes of Nell McGinn, who was a, a pacey winger direct, and he had some good games for Celtic, so that's probably why he didn't make it for me. But yeah, Freddie, Freddie Longberg has to be it for me. Fair point, mate. Fair point. He was in my list as well. Like I said, it was... It wasn't as easy this one. I don't think that we've we've had. I think we maybe have been quite fortunate where where wingers and the way how we play the Celtic way. Um, <coughs> there's no so many that's been in there. But Tony, what did you did you hear Freddie yourself and and who else did you have and who did you go for? Freddie was obviously um, on the list. I think not that I'm going not in any way try to stick up for him, but I think when he when he first signed, we were obviously still a bit excited because there's no denying how how good a player he was. Mm. I think what also happened as well was um, Chris Commons was signed in the same window and ended up producing the goods that, in theory, I think that's what Lennon wanted uh, Lundberg for. And um, that sort of thing can't be helped. If another player comes in and just um, grabs his chance, um, he's got to be in the team. So, yeah, and I think, obviously, I think come the end of the season, it was just a case that he wasn't going to be getting kept on. So it was between him that Freddie was on the list in terms of the right-hand side, I also thought, and, and again, this is where I wondered, because is it fair because he was signed as a young player? A lot was said about his attitude, but there was no denying that he, that he, he's a talent, as we're starting to see just now um, at Shakhtar. But I did think Marion Shved, in terms of his time at Celtic, could qualify because he'd done you know, very little of note. And the other one... Um, uh, Football manager signing for myself many a time uh, back in the day, but uh, needless to say, didn't he bring his forum the the computer screen onto the big screen? That was Olivier Capo. Um, yes, <laughs> that was that was my other right winger. I, I, I felt the, the, there was only good. one standout for me for left wing, but in terms of the right, uh, Giri, we've, we've always been kind of blessed with decent players, but they were the three that that made it. I went with Capo. Just on the fact that you know he literally done nothing at Celtic. At least yeah. you know, kind of, Freddie got us through a Scottish Cup tie, um, sure, and Sved sure thinks going to become a really good player. So I went with Olivier Capo. That's do you good. remember? Do you remember the hype around Capo, Anthony? Yeah, I, got, I was buzzing. Celtic had finally signed the guy I'd been signing for years on football. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he was another like youth international for France and. He was coming through the ranks, and we poached him, and he was just like a poached egg for us. That's shambles, like. But I, I do get, I do get what you're saying. But the reason why I went with Lundberg, you mentioned it at the start, and here Stubbsy Horse, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, Dirk Borek, there, another great shot. Well, but the reason uh, why, why I went for the, re- the reason why I went for Lundberg, and I know we're trying to compromise here. People in the comments get involved mm-hmm. to see what what, what you want too. Another great side, Koki Mizuno. Mm-hmm. It's because of the high-profile nature of Lindbergh coming into our, into our club. And you're, you're, you're thinking about the outside perspective. There's loads of eyes on that. The media eyes are on that. The Swedish press, the, Eng- the English press, Scottish press, because of where he's came from. So that, for me, is why my argument is based with Lindbergh. Well, that's the thing. I, 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 Celtic very, very rarely do well out of these 
bling signings as I, as we we kind of call them these days. You think Lundberg? I'm sure there's going to be one or two others that will come up as we as we move further mm. up the pitch. But yeah, I think that's that's fair. One for the older guy. All of my older players <laughs> always talk about Stuart Slater. Um, fortunately, I'm too young. So if there was a bit more clamour for him in the in the chat, then I would maybe stick him in. But Unfortunately, he's not being mentioned by the boys because we're all young pups, like I said. <laughs> I always um, remember watching uh, only it was you know I remember when only an excuse used to do the live shows at the Pavilion uh, every Christmas, and it was um, Tony Roper and Johnny Watson, and it was when Johnny Watson was he was dressed up, he had the, the cardigan on, very similar to uh, Hot Walter Smith, God rest him, used to say, and uh, it was they were doing like the interview, and Tony Roper was kept, like, pretending he was Dougie Donnelly. And obviously with Walter, it was like that. Oh, we're, we're not worthy kind of thing. And he says, "Where did you get your your, your latest cardigan?" Thing? And he went, "I let's just say I've had a better deal with Ralph Slater than you've had with Stuart Slater." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So we've got we went with Freddie and Capo. Are any he's going to shift on your? He's he's want to agree, come to an agreement, or am I going to have to go into the into the chat? I- I can't stick. I can't move from Freddie. Like I just think because the, pro, <laughs> the profile, the profile of the sign. And Capel came in as a young prospect, and I mean he came in as one who was meant to hit, hit, the, hit it on fire and kind of a couple of years down the line. But Fred Lundberg was a, a an impact sign and had to make an impact, and he just didn't for me. I think with the fact that due to out of loyalty to him for all the wonderful <laughs> memories he gave me playing football manager, I'll I'll give you Freddie. Freddie. Okay, that's what we're going to go on. There wasn't much in the any chat other, for either, by the any, way. For either of the two. Any other mentions in your wee sheet there, Willie? Um, well, the guys last year went with uh, Tony F, but I argued with him because I oh. thought he was a left winger. Yeah, um, I, saw that, I, thought, yeah. I thought he played in the left. And he's came in, remember his first game, he got done with the old racism and oh, yeah. it was a seven-game ban and all the rest of it. That's where they went to. But for me, he was a left winger, so... Um, no, I love like Mo Salah. I Mo Salah is a legend. I like Mo Salah. Although he scored <laughs> like an Mo absolute Salah. peach against uh, Basel, Basel. Basel and then he the, the assist. It was he. He gets the assist for Henrik's goal. Uh, the 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 volley, the half volley, he's back to goal in the three three game at Celtic Park against Rangers. So, I suppose that counts in his favour. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so. Moving on to the left, somebody's already said, somebody's mentioned that the left, uh, the big left winger that I was thinking of anyway, um, saying he was on the right, but he, he was he was another one that was left for me. Um, Tony, I, I'll come to you first. Left wing. Uh, yep, absolutely. Nailed on 100%. There is no debate to be had about this. <laughs> Sick note himself. Three million quid down the drain. Lasted 10 minutes against Ross County. And we never seen him for about four or five months. Came yeah. on. Actually, to be fair, scored a... It was either the goal that made it 2-1 or 3-1 against Aberdeen. Um, I think one point kind of around the November point, but that was literally all he did. And then stole a wage for a good couple of years and openly admitted it to the press. Just one of the worst uh, transfer deals in their history. Um, sick note, Derek Borrector has to be on there. Yeah. No, no, no debate in there. Stephen, what are you thinking? Anybody else that you thought of? Is it, was it just nailed on? You can't really debate that. The, the guy came in, obviously, I think he was off the back of being Ajax's top goal scorer the season before. I think he got like 15 or 16 goals in the Eredivisie and 
three million pounds, you're thinking, poof, that's a, that's a statement signing, but as Anthony said, he came in, he had legs made of chocolate, got smashed up by Ross County, we didn't see him, and he, as someone said there, his position was on the treatment table for four, whatever many years he was with us, getting apparently 30,000 a week. And ah, well, that's the thing as well. Absolutely shun. That's what in the throat as well, because he kind of stayed on for a long time, and he, he, I think he, there's a quote that he said, uh, I wasn't going elsewhere because I had such a good deal, I was quite happy just yeah. to sit and rinse the club, so... Yeah, yeah, at least Dio Manzi camera is hang me, at least he had the good decency to piss off after six months, do you know what I mean? So yeah, only he had done the same. Well that was the pretty much the easiest one on the on the team sheet. It seems like the whole yeah. every everybody in the chat as well is giving it big barrigters that he could quite easily be your worst signing of all time. <laughs> uh, right, let's move into the centre mids, Stephen. I thought this was I, I struggled a bit with this one as well, but um, and the guys from last time. Uh, by the way, the guys went with Brighton on the left as well. I think that was nailed on before. Uh, centre mids, what are you going for? See, I actually I don't know why, but centre mids was something I had to bait in my head in terms of who who we could pick. One of them, I'm going to go with. Oh, now yeah, this pains me to say it, right? What about That's this good. one? <laughs> good. Oh. Good. 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 Floods in there. He was coming from Dundee United. He got free into that game. Gordon Strachan, I think, dropped McGeady. Evidently, he played played the wing on that game, but he more converted the centre midfielder. And I just think, for me, that he he didn't offer anything to sell. And another, by the way, another shout for me for left mid was Johnny Hayes. Willow Flood reminded me a lot of Johnny Hayes. Oh, All the energy. Johnny Hayes was a crying player. Oh, no, no, he, no, he wasn't. All <laughs> yeah, the energy in the world, but, but couldn't pass the ball. Very no. Mr. Versatile set. If it wasn't for his pass, we, we wouldn't have got the penalty in the treble treble cup final, scored the winning goal no. at Ibrox. More than did his part at Celtic. <laughs> Is it my turn off now or, or your turn? <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, he had all the energy in the world, right? But whether Flood offered nothing for me as a footballer, I mean, it spoke volumes when he had got a move to Bali, went over to the plane, and the move was cancelled. They just seen him and went, nah, no chance. <laughs> I, he, he does for me what wasn't a great footballer. The next one for me is going to be Janino. Mm, yeah. The reason why Janino, right? We always, I mean, we've talked about this countless times on the on the podcast, and that that game he came in and played against the uh, Rangers, he was excellent. He controlled everything. He was playing his, his, his style of play. I mean, he's he's won World Cups, been capped for Brazil. What what what, what do you expect, this guy? Unbelievable. I believe this came to us and I think he played about eight games and he just didn't really fit in and that can come down to a manner of things, different style of play, different, I know cultures don't really come in because he played for Middlesbrough, just different managers, obviously different coaches, all that type of stuff, but yeah, Janino for all his kind of ability in the world, he just didn't settle at Celtic and my midfield too, Willie, is Janino and Willow Flood. Willow Flood. I think there's a theme here with Stephen that it's a big name coming into the club and they're not living up to the expectations. But that's fair enough. That's two decent shouts, mate. Tony, what did you go for? And is there anybody that uh, Stephen didn't mention that you would like to mention? 
Yeah, fl- Flood was definitely in there. What, what I tried to do is, because we were doing four four two, I tried to make it fair and do one kind of more defensively and mm. another, like, a kind of number 10 uh, sort of player. So I, I picked Janino as well, just, again, big big money flop, um, or certainly in wages anyway. You know, no denying he was a great player, especially you think of all the, the tricks and uh, skills he used to do for Middlesbrough, but it just didn't work brilliant. out for him at Celtic. The, de- the defensive one, um, it came down to between two, and I was I was humming and hawing about this one, so I had it narrowed it down to between Tommy Gravison, who again came <laughs> for Real Madrid, big money player, and obviously has the he has these his hat trick against St Mirren, and he scored a couple of goals against Rangers as well, so he, he has that. And he's plus points, but pretty much everything else was 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 negative. Um, the more Johnny Hayes, uh, yeah, absolutely did not. <laughs> um, but I tell you that the, the the other player who who I was going to put in here, and again, it's maybe a shame because he was up, he was going up against Scott Brown for the place in the team at a time when Scott Brown was uh, one player of the year uh, in his testimonial season, and. I just again, it was a, a big money buy um, that didn't work out. Although we did see against Zenit St. Petersburg in the home leg in the Europa League that it was definitely a player. There's, or there was definitely a talent in there, but it just didn't work out for him. Was and that was a Bowie Kowasi. Oh, um, oh, that's yeah, a good shout. I, I just didn't, you know, it, it's maybe a shame to get to, to you know, it's no shame not getting in a team ahead of Scott Brown, but I just think. So I was humming and hawing between the two. Um, so in the end, who did I go for in the end, actually? I went for Kuasi and Janino. Oh. There's one. What about Vander? I like the Vander. Uh, Vander, obviously, you know, didn't, didn't hit the heights. But remember that, that first season under Stratton, he had a couple of brilliant games in the Champions yeah. League, especially in that game against Benfica. Um he played really well, but yeah, like you say, in terms of he, he didn't make the grade in the end. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a, an Here's option. But I would say that I would say that those performances in the Champions League keeps him out. Here's, a, here's one that I thought right because I know this is the the, the the kind of train that Stevens on the day, mm-hmm. and I've got him on a list, and maybe not have him in the team. But the way Stevens going, what about this fella? No, nah, no chance. It's uh, I mean, to, I mean to be fair, Anthony, that that's 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 hash this out right now because yeah. I think I think Paul Dad's a hundred percent. This is an, another issue I have, right? Much like the Freddie Lundberg thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another another Clyde disaster comes up for the final paycheck. Get his name associated with the club, like he always wanted to say. And I just don't. He didn't do much. I know his hips and all were gone, and that's the reason why United let him go in the end. Obviously for injury issues and stuff, but. Why come to sell that if you're not going to be able to give your best? And I think no, Paul I think that's the thing. I think I he think, did give think, his best. It was just that he was, he's, like you say, his hips were, were gone. But let's not forget, there's a man of the match performance against Rangers at Ibrox. There, there. was. Yep, so, was. you know, and I don't think there's... I don't think he... You, you know, like your, your Lundbergs and that, absolutely. They 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 didn't seem to buy into the club or, or, or anything like that. Whereas I felt Keane didn't, didn't ever... You know, maybe latterly, I know him and Strachan have had you know a few few words yeah. and stuff. But I, I thought in his time here, he he, he didn't like you say he didn't do anything spectacular. Maybe apart from that game uh, against Rangers at Ibrox, but I, 
I think he did enough, shall we say. But to, see, to, to be fair, not be in the team. To be fair, did he know Hannah Mamamas' performance against Razors and we're still putting him in? So you that's, have to, you have to be good. You have to be good on that type of stuff. But Willie, <clears throat> I know the comments are flying in for different players here, but what do you think about the Roy Keane argument? Uh, well, he didn't have his best time at Celtic, did he? That's why I kind of, uh, I've got him on my list. I wouldn't have him. I, I personally wouldn't have put him in my team. Mm. But um, he, he, yeah, he's both correct. End of his career for me, he's he was one of my favourite players when I was younger, and he's mm. one of the greatest players of my generation. Um, even that one game, the, the game with Man United where he gets booked against Juve in, in the Champions League and just carries the whole team through is unbelievable. One of the greatest captains of all time. But his time at Celtic. Kind of in that era again, where we said the Lundbergs and all the rest of it, they're kind of just coming in at the end of their careers. And like Tony said, it's very rarely worked out. Um, I try to think off the top of my head where it has worked out. And like I say, Bellamy wasn't the end of his career, so he can't no. he, that doesn't account. And even Robbie Keane, to an extent, wasn't wasn't really the end of his career, and he was quite successful. But other than that, these big names that are coming in, it's never really, really worked out for us. Um, but would I have him in my team for the worst? I don't think I would. To be fair, I, I would I would compromise with Anthony. I would put Kowasi and Zanini when I would take away Flood. I think Kowasi is a great side, to be fair. Fair enough. I'm going to just talk yeah. about a few more. I think that's what we'll go with. Uh, but what about Berkovic? Because this kind of came up in the last time we did this. Yeah. But I thought it was a bit harsh. I thought he was a decent player for us, as much as he was a bam. Yeah, I did. think I, I think he did enough to, to merit not being on the worst team, if that I'll makes sense. Um, I, I, I think... All the skill in the world, um, it just wasn't just wasn't up for it. Up, I think we've temporarily lost Stephen. Ah, you said he's got to be back in a second, mate. He must be needing to nip off for a sec. Aye, um, but I would say in terms of what you were saying about Roy Keane as well, um, he, uh, you're bang on, Wally. I would say he's out with maybe the absolute flair player. He's maybe my favourite ever non-Celtic player. Aye, like, I think I would agree he, with he, that. He mate. was tremendous um, for Man United, but in terms of Berkovic, aye. Um, as I say, all the skill in the world, but hard work um, beats skill when skill doesn't work hard enough. So yeah. that's um, that's why that's he was it. never going to David Hanna. Oh, that's a shout. <laughs> oh, this came man. up. This came up last time as well, David Hanna. What about Vida Reset as well? I thought. Aye, that's popped up in the comments as well. He was there's a few, a few, and some interesting ones, by the way. Oh, Peter Grant. I mean, obviously, he's he's kind of before our time, but my big brother would tell you that, you know, Peter Grant maybe had a lot of... He might have had a bit more currency in the bank just with the fact that how much he, he was a dyed-in-the-wheel Celtic fan. And, you know, you've seen the emotions in him when Celtic end their trophy drought against Airdrie. That was probably one of his best yeah. ever games for Celtic. He, wasn't, he, he, he picked up a bad injury a couple of weeks before and somehow declared himself fit. Ranny sell into the ground and he's in tears at the end of the game. So you have all that kind of in the background. But I, I have heard for a lot of the guys that went to watch him every week that he was he was quite a frustrating player to really? watch. Um, well, I, I don't think he could ever be in the, the worst team though. Uh, but oh, yeah, you did fair play, Patrick. Resets. He, he, he miss kicked a ball into the net in the cup final. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was there that day, but. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we didn't win too many cups around then. Uh, so, yeah, you have to give him that fair play. Efren Laris. <laughs> is that who you had originally? 
Did you hear him originally on your team before? I, I, I had him in the I had him in the centre. It was Juarez and Kuasi is who I had at the start. Aye. Aye, here's one that we may never mentioned in the left wing, Reggie Stinker, but he's a he's a bit of a cult hero for us now as well. Aye, but, and again aye. there was listen, there was there was certainly plenty there was plenty of games where he was poor. One of the things that I think sticks and a lot of fans slow throat is because he was used in a deal uh, for Sheffield Wednesday right. to get the canio. But yeah. as as it's mentioned in the history DVD, Wim Janssen, when he signed for when he became the manager, wanted two players that were non-negotiable. First one was Larson, and the second one was Blinker. So they'd made a point of the fact that Van Hoydonk had went and Cadet had went that they were going to come away with this thing that the canio wasn't for sale. But then when the opportunity came to get Blinker, plus like plus a load of extra cash, which was then yep. used to buy the likes of Matt Reaper and whatever, you can see what Jock Brown was trying to do. Yep. Um, and they had a great game, absolutely brilliant game against Liverpool in the 2-2 draw at Celtic Park. Yep. He, was, he was amazing that night, especially in the first half. So he's, he's, and he's, he's done enough for me to know merit being in the team. Aye, I would agree with that. Here's a bit of last of the past as well. Oh, and Guemo. I did not think in Guemo, but yeah, definitely. Uh, he just, he, he's kind of of that Mowbray time, wasn't he? It's just like, you kind of understood the type of player that he was trying to be or they thought he was going to be, but it just didn't work out for him at Celtic. Yeah, yeah, I, think I think we've mentioned everybody that's on my list for sentiment now. <laughs> He's back. Uh, by the way, just to f- uh, flick back to what the guys did a couple of years ago, Will Flood was in there, which we've not got on our team, and that other one was, I think it was a shout for me, and the guys discussed it, but it was Zheng Zhi. Remember that, boy? Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought, it's it's to be fair, he had a couple of good games, though. Aye, well, yeah. so did most of the team, to be fair. but um, Right, mm. on to strikers. This oh. must be, by the way, I've got a list about 30 strikers here. <laughs> I um, Yeah. Stephen, um, any notable notables and uh, who did you actually go with in the end? But this uh, this is a long, long list. It's a it's a long list, mate. I mean, you could you could go from the likes of Lassad. Remember the Tunisian guy came mm. in under Lenny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, you could throw in Miku. But Miku, then Miku had that game against Barcelona, the one with one two one. So, I mean, could you really throw him in the worst 11? But purely because of that performance, I don't know. I mean, the, the list literally is endless. endless. Like, and you go to Powell, Powell Brozniak, the police guy. You go to yeah. Killian, Killian Sheridan. You, I mean, it's absolutely insane. If, see, Fortuny, for me, I liked Fortuny. The reason being, he actually started and he scored some goals. It wasn't if he was coming on, he was woefully. He played some cracking games and... And I thought he was a good player, and he won't be anywhere near my eleven. The Curtin Cole, oh my god! Do you know what I mean? The Skabovic, yeah. all these types of players, and Rasmussen. I like Rasmussen. There was definitely a goal scorer in there. Chris Killen, the New like. Zealand guy. Um, <laughs> so truthfully, eh? oh you could even you could you could even throw in Derek Rarden, to be fair, because he didn't get get his chance, and Neil, um, even though Gordon Strachan said. He was the best finisher at the club. The people I've went for, for me, Willie, I'll go start with the other one. First one, Henri Kamara. The guy that we signed, more or less, well, on loan, first of all, to be the replacement for the King of Kings, came in 
from Wigan with his gold boots. I always remember them gold boots he used to wear. And he nice. was just absolutely just abysmal. There was no other words to describe him as a footballer. I just I, I thought the hype around him obviously we just lost the likes of Larson and, and people like that were trying to scrape around and replace him and probably to still to this day we haven't found the perfect striker yet to replace him. That he just came in big, big wages again that we we're covering. He didn't have any good games in my opinion. You kind of fast forward that to Craig Bellamy, who came in alone, look at the impact he made. He was nowhere near that level. I think it was a rush signing. A signing that we should have made. We should have waited out and got someone better in in, in terms of that. Beside him, I mean, to be fair, as I said, the Lister, you could the Lassad. You actually changed your mind it's, on it's, the two, I was going to change my mind there now, Willie. I was, I was going to change the mind, literally on the button there, but the one person to go with is Amino Balde. Going to pair him up up top with Henri Kamara. Amino Balde, to me, could have been a player. Now, that sounds strange, but he could have been a player. He had all the physical attributes. He was quick. He was strong. He was tall. I remember that goal he scored at Rugby Park and did the whole Mario Balotelli celebration. As him like, putting his hands out and going to the, the fans. And this should be me starting every week. But he was one of them players that... No way every player you could find on YouTube a good clip. You could have found one of him. One. <laughs> you couldn't find one of them, Amino Balde. You can, you can let, I can make a contemplation of me on YouTube and I'll look good at football. But Amino Balde, for me, hands down with wow, uh, with Omri Kamara. And it has to be. And I know, other, as you said, there's Lister. I see our lucky 15 saying Pookie. Nah. Pookie, for me, he's went on to prove he's a good goal scorer. He just didn't get the best out of him under that time. We were playing about the left and stuff, so he never really got the chance. Kazim Richards, again, Strange one, cult figure for me. I, I kind of like them. That's you know what I mean. But that, that's just me. That's strange taste, as you all know. But yeah, I'll go for I'll go for Kamara and who's my other one? Amino Baldi. <laughs> that's an that's a strike force to strike fear into any defence, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Mental, man. Mental. Tony, let's hear for you. What were you thinking? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like you guys got a long list here that you got the likes Ian Wright, Patrick Kamala, um, Brozek, Miku, Lassad, Bio, Shifty, Baldi, Killen, Puki, Kamara, Cole, Brozek, Kazim Richards, all um, their own video nasties. But the one that the one that I would say was non negotiable for me would be the man who disgraced the King's uh, recommendation, Mo Bangura. Um, Big money signing uh, again under Lennon, but then made the uh, committed the crime of actually playing against us in a qualifier whilst mm-hmm. he was still on loan. Uh, I can't remember the name of the team. I think was it maybe? Oh God, oh, names fell out my head now. Um, Stockholm, um, but he, he insisted to that he he decided to play the match um, against his parent club. So that in itself is pretty unforgivable. So I went Mo Bangura. Um, as I say, you could kind of pick. Any, any, of the, any of the rest of them, and they would be a more than worthy uh, strike <coughs> partner. I was very, very close for picking Kazim Richards because I, I thought he was, you know, just absolutely abysmal. Um, but again, I know it's maybe something that that's come into play a few times a night. It's the 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 big money bling signing, um, so it's signed for no more than a payday, and um, obviously a lot of the kind of off-the-field stuff that's kind of been released uh, since then about his time at Celtic. It shows you it was pretty much an embarrassment up here, and that was Ian Wright. 
And I just, I, I, it didn't even feel right at the time. You know, we, we would have been a lot younger then. And you kind of, you think at the time, the all-time goal scorer at Arsenal signing for Celtic, in theory, should be a great thing. But it didn't even feel right back then. You just knew it, something was off. And he certainly, the fact, again, he was signed as some sort of replacement whilst Henrik recovered for a broken leg. And uh, I think would have been as well playing Henrik with one leg and he would have contributed more than Ian Wright did um, <laughs> time at Celtic. So they were the two I went for. I know there's a, guys a couple of years, uh, a few more years than us that would probably have said Tony Cascarino right, as well. I mean, a match made in heaven, you couldn't wish to, to have the Republic of Ireland Number nine signing for Celtic. I mean, it's a match made in heaven, but it quickly, quickly went wrong. But um, so yeah, they were the two I went for. I went for Bangura and Ian Wright. See, to be fair as well, you could actually you could sit for about an hour just discussing how bad right. some of our strikers were. Good. Here's they, another one, by the way. I know we've mentioned Carlton Cole, but Carlton Cole, Shifty, Shifty, Nadir Shifty. Oh my God! Let me give him the number seven top as well. And I think the thing is as well, and I, to be fair, and I think obviously Pookie absolutely um, outplays him in this. Um, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, Shifty was a good player at Dundee United, and you remember that semi final where he absolutely ragdolled Rangers. And mm-hmm. at the time, the 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 thinking was he would be a good kind of almost that kind of big physical presence for the likes of Pookie to do his stuff at, at Celtic. So we get, I, I kind of felt that when he was signed, I was like, that's, that's a decent bit of business. I think we paid what, a million quid for him. That but good, the, yeah. the, the minute they gave him the number seven, you thought, oh, that's that's sketchy. Uh, that could go wrong very quickly. And it duly did. See, to be fair as well, like, see even the likes, of, the likes of... The likes of Lassad. I think he scored a couple of goals at Tynecastle for Celtic, and mm-hmm. he had a bit of form at some point in his career. Miku, as I said, played in that game against Barcelona. Remember that team, by the way, Scott Brown, no, wasn't even in it. It was just the crap mm-hmm. it, and we still managed to get that 2 1 victory. You look at, I mean, you could probably fortune, as I said, no, I don't believe he should be in it. I mean, Obalde, as I said, one of my picks. And I'm trying to think, see, back in O'Neill's team, mm-hmm. see, you had, you had Larson, Hartson, and Sutton. Did, was there mm-hmm. any other strikers that we... Because I can't remember. Uh, Maloney, Maloney kind of came through at that time, didn't he? Yeah, Maloney. No, but I, mean, I, mean, I mean more like someone we put in this list. Because I was trying to think, did we have a backup striker that came in at point? You could argue at a point, but he was more a number 10. You could maybe argue David Fernandez. Uh, well, uh, yeah, Fernandez, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to be maybe fair, him. Larson, Sutton, Hartson, that was the that was the mainstay. They were the... Oh, of course. What one of us had a thing. And Bellamy, once Henrik left as well, but yeah. obviously we would Bellamy did a decent job at Celtic. We should have signed Bellamy. It's one of the biggest things that we should have done. We should have got him tied down. Oh, he wouldn't have stayed. He went on him. Yeah, 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 I think done better things. He was a he was a Liverpool man sitting all that after us, wasn't he? Aye, so, yeah. He was. I, 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 I always felt though. I mean, don't be wrong, it was great when he scored the goals at Ibrox and Yanga, that hat-trick at, um, at Tanadice as well. But I think one of the first things Strachan did was, because I think basically, I think it was going to cost about six, seven million to, to sign him, which back then would have been pretty much our entire transfer so budget. Much. And when you think of the rebuild that Strachan had on his, on his hands, you know, he spent, you know, you can't argue with what Gordon did at Celtic. So I dare say it kind of worked out for both parties. And I've, um, I don't know, just some of the, the, the things you read about, he's, he's carry on. 
Um, behind the scenes, um, around the time, of, I think it was when Jackie McNamara's testimonial, um, Jackie didn't have, have a lot of great things to say about the way he carried on to you know, some of the older members of the support and stuff. And uh, just, I'll take Jackie's word on his, uh, his character. By the way, you could we could stick any number of players in here, right? But I've been frantically flicking through the comments to see who's mostly in there. I think Mo, Mo Bangura needs to go in there. Yeah, Mo the yeah, seen that. Yeah. The other one, I think, it's, it's been between Carlton Cole and Abaldi, and Amido Baldi, to be honest with you, flicking through the comments. Um, and I think, well, I think we're going to have to go with Baldi because Big Stevens mentioned him. So that's our team. I tell you what. That'll strike fear in any... De- well, it would strike fear in the defence that we've got. But um, just to link back, the guys actually went with Bangura and Carlton Cole, so it's no far away. But there was there was a number of players there. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else I had on my list that I think we've got everybody. Uh, Daryl Murphy, another one maybe I had. Oh, yes, Daryl Murphy. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is it with Irish players coming to Celtic and just being <laughs> shy? It's <laughs> mad, it's I would say Daryl Murphy and Chris Killen, they were kind of, they were very similar, weren't they? Aye, aye, Daryl Murphy was the Chris Killen, the Mowbray era sort of thing, or the Lennon era, sorry. Uh, so we've got our team, uh, I'll, I'll just read it, we'll put it up on uh, the, the social media and all the rest of it, but we've got big Papa Dom Hans, Barkas and goals, Efran Juarez at right back, Mo Kamara at left back, Raphael Scheidt and Dewey at centre half, <laughs> oh this is a terrible, terrible team. <laughs> Fred I think even Philip right. Seaboard could have scored against this more. <laughs> but I turn the left. Middle to Kowasi and Janino, and uh, Amido Baldi and Mo Bangura up front. It's brilliant here. But it's mind-boggling. There's still some talent within that team. Like, individually, know, you're talking about way, It's By the way, they are running a team. They could maybe finish second in the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would. They probably finish. They win it. They win it. See, just quickly as well, guys. I never actually meant, mentioned a suit, but let's let's quickly we'll go for the, the the worst manager first of all. Just quickly for the two years, Tony. What do you think? First of all, I know everybody always goes about Macari, don't they? But uh, again, that's a bit before my time. Yeah, I think obviously Macari and, and Liam Brady, they're, they're the two that always kind of fit for the maybe just the generation before us. Um, God, I mean. It's it's hard to know, say John Barnes. It, re- it really isn't. I mean, you, you think Tony Mowbray still has the the connection with Celtic with a huddle and, and and all that. Andy did get us our first away win um, in the Champions. Yeah. Not the, the proper group stage, obviously, but we beat Moscow um, away from home in the qualifiers. So he, he's got that, and he's plus points as well. But uh, yeah, I, I can't really say say past uh, John Barnes to be honest. I mean, it's and it's not. Overly his fault. To to be fair, he was he was a young guy, should never have been given the job in the first place. And if you're going to have, if he didn't have bad luck at Celtic, he'd had no luck. Um, obviously losing the king so early yeah. on, and you forget at the start of the season they were playing decent football. You know, they, they knocked seven past Aberdeen um, at, at October time. I think that they actually put five by them in the opening day of the season as well. We were free flowing, scored lots of goals, but we just couldn't defend and. Uh, yeah, so I would say John Barnes for me. I'm not having this for Monty, by the way. I love Big Ronnie. No, no, no. Uh, Ronnie, no. Ronnie, Ronnie, Dyler, <laughs> Ronnie Dyler set in motion. Uh, uh, listen, of course, Brendan Rodgers are <clears throat> leaps apart in terms of ability. But I think a lot of the stuff that the players had to do 
under Rogers in terms of nutrition, you know, twenty four seven athlete and all that. That was all started under Dyla, yep. and a lot of the putting. <coughs> there's a reason why Chris, the likes of Chris Commons, never got near uh, yep. Rogers' team because he was kind of basically outed by Dyla as what he would be a disruptive influence. Dyla started that whole kind of constant nutrition athlete first kind of thing. The problem was maybe similar to Barnes, he just didn't have that authority. Um, but it didn't have that instant command and the respect that, that Rodgers did. But I think, I think the same, without, without Ronnie Dyla, I don't think you have an invincible season under Rodgers. I think with Ronnie as well, and I, this, I think this was one of the big reasons we brought him in was because of what he's done with the youth um, at the team he was at before. And he he was the one that brought through the likes of KT and, and our, our current yeah. captain, Calmax. So I think we've got yeah. a lot to thank him for. But Tom Stephen, Rogic as well, yeah. flowered under them, blossomed yeah. under um, Ronnie as well. What are you thinking, Stephen, mate? You're the same well, thought, or? Anthony can't see past John Barnes. I can't see past Tony Mowbray's chin. So it has to be for me, <laughs> Tony Mowbray. And the, like, I think for that's the most obviously contrasting to have John Barnes. I can't, as I said, I was only four when he was manager. So for me to even pretend that I know what happened back then would just be just land. So it have to be. <laughs> it have to be for me. It would be Tony Mowbray. I thought his whole reign, and very similarly to John Barnes, definitely, and William, we started well. We were beating teams quite comfortably, and it just fell apart. Everything just went, and every defeat or draw was take it on the chin, take it on the chin, we'll move on. And it has to be Tony Mowbray. And what you said about uh, what Monty said there, well, I totally agree with you. That Ronnie Dilley was, he's one of these coaches that I think nine times out of ten sadly don't hire. Do you know what I mean? He's a young European coach. Yeah. Up and coming from Norway, and a hundred percent like what we thought about Pasta Cody is probably similar, similar kind of thoughts to what we thought about uh, Ronnie Daniel back then. He still won league trophies and he won a cup, so he was he, he was technically he was successful, albeit we got beaten that semi final, which kind of ended his reign. But the whole fitness nutrition side of things, even though John Collins get a lot, gets a lot of stick and Brandon knows about Dr. Fangloss, no. even though, even though, um. John Collins gets a lot of stick, but the fitness came about from them guys, the fitness yep. coaches that were around about that time, and then Rogers took it to a different level. So I agree with what you guys are saying. But overall manager for my team, yep, Ryan Kelly. Mowbray. Yep. There's Mowbray. lots of um lots of clamour for Lou McCarry, which I said before, he was a wee bit before our time, but we all know in here that he was by far and away the worst, so he would probably be in there. Uh and last but not least, let's just quickly go. Worst kit. I know Tony would love to talk about this. What's the worst kit, Tony? Oh, right. That's that, that's a good one. The, the the obvious one that a lot of people would go for would be the ninety four ninety five. Well, it was affectionately called the hoop at one point because it was it was so thick and it had the umbro kind of uh, like kind of logo through the green. But I th- I don't know what it is. Maybe it was like like you say it was just such an era where we were really really poor. I think it's almost kind of got a kind of cult status of its own. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't pick that one. Oh, it's hard to say. I mean, you, you think maybe the first time they broke the hoops in 2001, but then again, that was the kit we wore all the way to Seville before we, you know, we wore the, the next season's kit for the final. So that's pretty iconic as well. Uh, the worst Celtic kit. What about the, what the pink one we had? Yeah, well, if we're going away, kit, then yeah, that would definitely be up there. 
And in terms of hoops, I tell you one that I, that I really didn't like, and it's um, it was quite a recent one actually. It was the one that we wore in the COVID season. I don't know if you remember that there was no green at the top here. It was just a big ah, white right. banner, and then but we had like a really badly green designed collar. green collar as well. Aye. I I, I don't like that kind of term. Just kind of trying off off the top of my head. If I turned up, maybe yeah. think more about it. But I'll go for that one. Just I think the more recent the, times as well, away tops as well. That's that silver one with the pink in it as well was absolutely howling. I know that was there was a bit. It was charity work behind that and all the rest of it as well. But Jesus, oh, Stephen, anything off the top of your head that's Howling. So Alfley's Alfley's picked the home one. I'll go for the one that was probably most most recent, and that was the grey number against St Mirren when we got oh, pumped two yeah. 0 again. That that kid. Like it was it. just it was. Ali Dals were basically used to have to wear this one time a season. They picked that day and we got beat up by St Mirren. Like so, I'll I'll go for that. And see to be fair, I, I like the outside of the box thinking about these kids. I I don't mind different designs or techniques, but I've seen a lot of people give that that kid stick and. I'd go with that one. The one probably, I don't know, probably the pink one. But again, I like the pink one. <laughs> so, so I don't want to put the pink one in there. I'll tell you what. So we see if we get we, we if we get it and we can share the screen and all that. We'll hit a day. I'll cut safe as and go through all oh, the cuts. That would be cracker. That would be very yeah. good. But I really enjoyed that, boys. Thanks very much uh, for joining in. Did you enjoy that yourselves? Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> and by the way. I apologize, I apologize for having the dead sir for a second, but I needed to attend to some important business. That's all right. Yeah. Be stressing. We were just <laughs> talking nonsense when you were away anyway. <laughs> the nonsense continued in your absence, <laughs> my friend. But uh, I really appreciate everybody in the in the comments. Uh, good laugh, lots of debate, uh, lots of agreement as well. Recap it one more time, the, the lineup. The lineup, well, you, I'll get you. You can put it on social media anyway. But uh, I, we've got Barcast and Go, Juarez at right back. Uh, Mo Kamara at left back, Raphael Shite and Dewey at centre half, Lundberg on the right, Baragta on the left, Janino and Kawasi in the midfield, and Amido Baldi and Mo Bangura up front. Wow. What a team. Wow. Lots more coming up, folks. I know the, the World Cup's on, and we've um, not got much to talk about as, as in the way of Celtic, but. Um, We've got on Friday, I believe, me and Stephen are going to have a wee recap of the boys down under and kind of talk about the, the, the two games over there and, and what, what we got out of that. Um, more wee spin-offs like this coming up. Um, I, I know, well, I'm going to do like a, a sort of Angie's team versus Rogers team and kind of debate yep. uh, who is a, who's a better side and, and, and try and maybe pick an 11 out of that. That'll be a bit of fun as well. Lots more of that coming over the next few weeks when the World Cup's on. Um so appreciate it. Keep tuning in, keep subscribing, get on Beer 52, get on Super 6, and I'm going to leave the captain to give us our farewell as usual. And as you said there, we'll see you on Friday as me and Willie recap the Sydney Cup experience down under. But until then, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>